and this is the podcast, Go Be Great. There's no such thing as TMI here, so let's chat, meet amazing humans, and have conversations about life, confidence, and more without the filter. Come hang weekly as I shed light on the topics we often feel we need to hide as we celebrate the ebbs and flows of learning what being great really looks like. Buckle up, buttercups, and let's go be great together. This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Hello, hello. Welcome back, fam. I am so happy that you're here. This episode is probably a long time coming, but listen, it took me a minute to get to the movie theater, all right? So we're going to dissect the Barbie movie a bit. Now, I know that a lot of us have seen the posts and the lessons and the patriarchy and capitalism and all this stuff. I want to try and say yes, that... Yes, that. And also XYZ. I feel like there's a lot of other things that um, I've only seen a a few little posts here and there of. Maybe it's just the way that my algorithm is set up. But yeah, we're going to dive into that. But first, you know what we got to do. You know the deal. You know the deal. Let's do a vibe check. How are you? No, seriously. How the fuck are you? Whether you're answering that for yourself or you want to tell me, because I give a fuck. I give a big fuck about that. I do carefully distribute my fucks, but I give a real big fuck about how you're doing. Also, because, like, I feel like we're so quick to be <laughs> to say, oh, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. How are you? No, I'm going to start answering that so honestly. I practiced doing that last year a bit, and it's it's funny to me how it takes people off guard when you answer that so honestly. I'm not saying, now you can overshare all you want. But you can even say something like, oh, you know, I've been better. And people are are a little bit caught off guard because they, you know, it just goes to show that we're just expecting each other to be okay. And we don't have to be. Um, I am officially back in work mode. Um, The first day back is always jolting. But that's okay. That's all right. I feel like we can prepare for it all we want. But, like, you really can't because it's always going to be something. You know what I'm saying? So... Parents, too. Parents that are sending their kids back, we can tr- you can try and prepare. And I'm from the teacher mode. I can send you the supply list and do the things, but I get it. There's plot twists left and right. You're going to forget that one thing that you needed to get on the list and like, oh, man, that's all right, girl. It's all right. You're doing your best. Trust me. The fact that you even care that your child is prepared for school this year means that you're you're an amazing parent and you're doing great. Trust me, because that's not always the norm. Let me tell you that much. Um, So, yeah, I'm just kind of approaching this new did you feel that exhale deep in your body because I felt it I felt it throughout my whole body and my back just cracked because my exhale and deep breath was so deeply rooted in my soul um but what was I saying <laughs> I just what so yeah I feel like I'm just getting back into work mode I did miss my routine of it all um I, I get stagnant at a certain point in the summer so it was it was time I feel good about a clean slate And I think it's good to have a clean slate, which is actually going to be something that we talk about later on in this episode. What have I been watching? Great question. So glad you asked. Painkiller on Netflix. Have you seen it? Ooh, I think they did an awesome job. Um, What was that? My voice shook a little bit. But I think they did an awesome job. And it was very real. Um, All the trigger warnings for substance abuse and... It was like, it was sickening, but I think it had to be to see what Big Pharma is like really doing in regard to this um, opioid epidemic. Whoa, opioid epidemic. Try and say that 10 times fast after a day of using your voice out loud when you're really not used to it. But um, so yeah, highly recommend that. 
but again, trigger warning if if you protect your your own mind and your own peace there on that topic. But that was it was very well done, and I also really liked how they had real people that were affected by oxycotton when it was first coming out, and um, like the the families of the people that they were talking about in the show were represented in the beginning, and I think that that was really powerful too. I also, since I recorded. Well, I've been doing a few guest episodes. This is the first time I've been like just chatting solo with you guys for a minute. Um, The Deepest Breath on Netflix. I have been told to watch it for a while now and I just I just didn't. I was so naive and ignorant to what free diving is. (laughs) I was like, oh, we are not just like swimming around looking at some cool underwater life. This is so much more than that. And I just feel like (laughs) any sport that is going to cause you to black out on a very regular basis, I don't know. I mean, call me crazy, but I don't know if that's the healthiest thing to be doing with your life. Love the passion. But if you are going to consistently black out on a regular basis and the risk of death is just so high, I just, it's wild to me. And the fact that they are doing it without any breathing equipment besides like their body is their equipment Oh my gosh, makes me want to take a deep breath again right now. But if you haven't already, The Deepest Breath also on Netflix is very good. And thank you for coming to my streaming corner, Rex. Streamingrecorner.com. Now, let's pivot. Hi, Barbie. Let's talk about it. So I think the big thing, like I'm just going to come right out of the gates with it because I think it was very blatantly like in your face. Why the fuck... Did they never correct and normalize cellulite in that movie? They did a beautiful job of diversity and and bringing light to feminism and the patriarchy and capitalism and how it's, you know, all of these things. They did such a beautiful job of all of that. But when it came to the body stuff, like young girls still left that theater thinking that cellulite was the worst thing that could be happening to them. When in reality, 98.9% of women specifically have cellulite it's a very normal thing to have so I feel like there were so many opportunities for that to be mentioned even just a one-liner like when um I'm not gonna I mean these might be some spoilers I probably should have put that warning at the top but like if you haven't seen it yet you might not want to listen to this episode download it and circle back okay boo um because there's gonna be spoilers in here I don't think there's gonna be a way that I can do this without spoilers at this point but I just feel like when Barbie was having that conversation with, and I forget her name, I should have written it down, should have wrote it down um, at the very end, I just feel like she could have said something real quick, like, oh, by the way, cellulite is the least of our worries. It's so normal. Everyone has it. Like, you know what I mean? Anything. Because then, I don't know, I was very much disappointed in that aspect of it um, because I think it is such a normal thing to have. And I did not think it was normal back in the day. So just I I thought about my students in that regard because they are full on at the age where they are radically aware of their bodies and even more so growing up in the world of social media now. So I just feel like that was a huge missed mark and missed opportunity of the conversation. Now, something that I find it very interesting that men specifically um 
feel some type of way. Well, not all men. I shouldn't overgeneralize like that. But the men that are upset are the ones that feel like they get a one up on preying on our insecurities because I think they did an amazing, beautiful job at highlighting what patriarchy is. And even if they were, even if kids are going and they're too young to understand it, like just yet, they're still questioning, like, what's patriarchy? Because it was said so much that that, keep being curious, keep asking questions, that that spark of a conversation is so important to have. Um, I don't shy away from it when I have some of the kids in my school not asking specifically about patriarchy, but asking, you know, questions about bodies or changing and or emotional stuff. Um or if they're like feeling insecure about something, I'm very open to those types of conversations and will speak very candidly. Um, not to the point of disrespect. Don't get, don't, just don't come for me on that. But I just think it's important to have those open dialogues. And if you are unsure and you are a woman in that audience and feeling like you are in the depths of being wrapped around this, you know, war with yourself and feeling like you are being pushed down by the weight of the patriarchy and capitalism, then I think that they did a good job of giving some language to be able to open up the conversation and the dialogue to have with not only your little ones, but also yourself. Because it's like, oh, wow, that's really what that is. And I think that it was a movie that really let so many people be seen of all different types of backgrounds, no matter what you look like, no matter your ability or who you love, anything. I think that they did a great job at normalizing all different types of people and giving an even playing field for them. Because like, for example, someone that I resonated with was like the bigger Barbie and they did not make her the funny fat friend Barbie. They made her just as desirable and beautiful and worthy as all the other Barbies. And I think that that's so important. The same thing with the Barbie in the wheelchair. I think they did a great job with normalizing everyone's worth being so important and and held in the highest regard in Barbie world, I should say. And I just think that we need more of that in the world. And that representation matters. And that representation is so powerful. And I think that this movie is pivotal in being a catalyst of change because at what point growing up did you have a movie that completely altered your mindset like this and shifted your way of thinking and made you feel seen for feeling how you're feeling and validating the fact that you were never the problem your body was never the problem what you thought was never the problem your voice was never too loud you were always beautiful it's the real world that got ugly. And I think it was very important that Barbie was never really the issue. In my eyes, it doesn't, it, in my perspective of the movie, it didn't seem like the issue was ever Barbie. It was what the real world and media did to twist Barbie. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I think that the body stuff with Barbie that, that always needed the diversity and needed to come in its own time. But at its foundation and from the start, Barbie was never somebody who just needed to be home and, you know, just cooking the meals and being the homemaker and having the babies. Like I that one Barbie that I forget her name. Was it Myrtle? Something with an M. She was the one pregnant Barbie that like did it that it never made it to fruition like it was just like yeah we got rid of her because like that's not the most important thing you can do with your life as a woman 
And Barbie can be all of these things. And it was the real world that made them feel like they couldn't. So I think that that was really important. And now I'm like a big Barbie fan. Like really big. Loved Barbie before. Obsessed now. And it also just goes to show just piggybacking on the pa- piggybacking on the patriarchy. <laughs> Love a good alliteration. Um, just how scared men are of us being women. I say us because I identify as a woman. Um, but of women or anyone really, anyone who is outside of the the straight white male of of the world that we are worth something and god forbid if we felt like as a collective group of individuals not even just women if you are part of the lgbtqia plus community if you are somebody who's disabled if you are somebody who is a different color or from a different background if you are somebody from any marginalized community god forbid you feel like you are worthy enough to stand up and do something about what is happening in the world because truly I know I've said this before but I think that that movie was such a powerful representation of the chokehold that the patriarchy and capitalism do have on holding us down and really putting restrictions on how we're living and just how much they're thriving on our insecurities and just how much they are succeeding in life like even financially speaking or hierarchy standards speaking, which like there is no ladder because if we decided that there was no ladder and dismantled it, their power would be gone. And then God forbid, God forbid we had an even playing field. Oh my God, they could never deal. But that's not something that's ours to hold on to. And that is something that deserves to be dismantled. Take the ladder down. If we all collectively, Sonia Renee Taylor speaks this so eloquently in her book, The Body is Not an Apology, a radical book of self-love, um, that if we all decided that there was no ladder to climb and there was no hierarchy on who was greater than who and who we needed to step on to get more successful or to feel more worthy and enough and beautiful, then what? Like, imagine what that world would look like because there is no ladder. The ladder is built by these people that have only felt power over our our insecurities and us hating ourselves, our self-hatred, our self-abandonment. That's the only reason why our society is built the way that it is. So in order to, to dismantle that, when you come in as a collective, this was the other part of the Barbie movie that I loved, was when the Barbies all got together and like took them one at a time. And I don't mean to sound dramatic when I say this. I think that it was purposely done here that like it's not in the big gestures. Like those big gestures are great and they feel like a mountain to climb. And oftentimes it feels like Everest. Like how am I ever going to be able to do this? And the true change didn't come from those huge moments. It came collectively in those small moments when they were taken one at a time off to the side and explained what was happening and then took action against it and I think that showing the audience that that's where the true power can be harnessed and that's where true change lies is so incredibly important that it is it it can be up to us it is up to us and it's attainable you know what I'm saying I really thought that it was important too when Barbie went to the real world and 
she was telling everybody who she was and what life was like or, you know, how life should be in the real world and, and compared to what it is in Barbie world. And no one was believing her. I think that it was a twofold lesson here. One being stand your ground, stand your power, harness your truth, speak your truth, and don't let anybody try and veer you off course of your own internal compass of what you know to be true. I think there was a, that lesson, but there was also a lesson in when somebody is telling you who they are, believe them, you know, and whether that's good or bad, but when someone is showing you and telling you who they are, believe them. It's not your job to change them. And if anything, you can learn something from that encounter. I think the human experience is such a beautiful thing and humans connecting with humans and speaking with each other is truly where change happens. And this is the other one that I didn't see much of. I made a reel about it. I didn't connect it to the Barbie movie when I made the reel, but um, I thought it was beautiful that as a woman in my mid-30s that feeling like you're going through a reprogramming or a course change or feeling like you're questioning what's happening in your life, that that's not wrong. You know, like there's nothing wrong with pivoting and choosing something different for yourself and thinking something different just because it's something that you've thought your whole life and or that you've done your whole life doesn't mean that you can't sit and make a change about it or think differently about something. And just because there's going to be a lot of noise, I feel like I've talked about this actually kind of frequently actually consistently in the last couple episodes um but just that when you're doing something that's outside of the norm air quotes or something that's typical of society like when you are trying to choose a different path and not just check boxes that maybe not even are something is something that you want to do it's something that you feel like you have to do because you've been told that that's what it is expected of you by a certain age when you can block out those voices and choose a different path for yourself and listen to your own voice and and follow your own vision that you will alter the way that you show up in the world and the way that your lived experience looks like. And I think that that is the ultimate trust in your ability to make the right decision for you regardless of what that looks like for other people and even if someone says that that's not what would bring them true happiness that doesn't mean that you're wrong for wanting something different and I think that that's a lesson that I have very much needed in my 30s specifically because I think that there's these weird like landmarks that we're supposed that we're told we're supposed to be or expected to meet by certain times and none of it's true. And I know that we talk about this a lot, but it gave a very the Barbie movie gave a very visual representation of what that could look like for you if you decided to listen to your own voice and what you truly want and what you want doesn't have to be what other people want or what other people want for you for that matter. And that is hard as shit. You did not see Barbie just sitting there being like, huh, well, I'm going to do this. You saw her, all of the Barbies, going through self-doubt and feeling like maybe it's just easier to conform to the norm and what is typical and expected. Because veering off course of what is expected of you does feel easier in the moment, but it won't bring you peace. It won't bring you happiness and it won't make you feel fulfilled at the end of the day. And it is jolting to see the role reversal of gender norms being switched 
that, you know, men feeling the way that women typically do or anyone who is not a cis straight male in the in America that it really that that script flipping was very jolting and I think it needed to be and if you're upset by that if you're upset by that script flipping then think about the role that you're playing in maintaining this life and this system that is holding people down and holding them back from being their authentic true selves and living out loud and you know that it's okay to be loud it's okay to be who you want to be um they had a trans Barbie, which I think was really important, especially because she was in there just, again, just like everybody else. And there was never a question of it. It was never just, oh my God, Bruno. Anyway, hold on. BRB. I feel like a lot of times in shows, I think Shit's Creek does this really well too, that it's just normalized. It doesn't need to be brought attention to. Like, it's just like, oh, well... Let's just accept these people for who they are. It doesn't have to necessarily be this lesson tied to like, oh, this is the this is the struggle and trials and tribulations that people of all types of lived experiences go through when we just accept people for who we are. This is what the world could look like. And I saw a lot on social media about the mamas out there. And I think that the Barbie movie also was a really good reminder that... The mothers of the world are really just girls that have had the same generational thoughts and feelings that we all have had in one way or another because America Ferreira's monologue had me a puddle. I was Alex Mack. If you know the Alex Mack reference, we are meant to be friends. I was in a full puddle of tears during her monologue. It was everything. It was everything that you have thought or felt. All of us, at one point, I can very much say with with 100% confidence that we have all felt that way in one way or another. And it is. It is just impossible. So why not do something about it? Why not say, fuck it? It's exhausting. How do you... So if, either way, it's, tar- it's tiring, right? It's exhausting and it's hard to keep up with because it's impossible. But it's not possible. It's not impossible. I'm sorry to really live differently and to speak up and to take action to dismantle these systems and break the shit off of this ladder and chop it down and make a bonfire with it. Maybe roast some marshmallows. It is exhausting to, I like how America Ferreira, I forget her name in the movie, um, was saying how she's sick and tired of seeing women tying themselves in knots just to be liked by, by other people. And I think that it is exhausting. And it's just something that you really just need to get sick of yourself. It's, and I was ex- exhausted just watching the movie because it was bringing to light and bringing to your reality a little bit more of what, how you're living maybe. And until you do something about it, because it is exhausting. You don't need to be twisting yourself up into a garlic knot just so that other people like the taste. Ooh, was that dirty? That was kind of dirty, but uh, you get it. You get it. But I do. I think that it's a movie that everyone should see time and time again. It also seems like one of those movies where you could watch it like a thousand times and still find these little nuances and bits of humor that maybe you missed the first time. So I think it's a beautiful movie and that there is nothing wrong with pivoting in life. There's nothing wrong with trusting your instincts, regardless of what that looks like for others. And 
all you can do, your only job is to be yourself. Find who you are. Make decisions that feel right for you. Trust in your ability to just do whatever it is you want to do. And just say, fuck it. You know? Like, it's, it is. It's exhausting. Put your armor down. We don't need to be feeling like we need to go to war with ourselves and society all the time and change who we are constantly because we're going to be told how to be different no matter what you're doing. Even when you think you are the textbook version of what society deems as worthy and desirable and enough and successful, there's always going to be somebody who's going to think differently because opinions are like assholes and everybody has one. So what would your world look like if you did that? I journaled about this after watching the movie and it was a really good cathartic journal session. So for my people who are um, journalers out there or want to be or want to try it, what would your life look like if you and you keep it, you can keep it very much to you because sometimes when we look at the broader aspect of things that can feel overwhelming to tap into. But what would your life look like if you put down your armor and you listen to yourself, even if you don't know what that looks like right now. When I first started trying to trust my intuition and listen to my inner voice, I didn't know which voice to trust because the one that was louder was the one that really wasn't mine. So it's in the small decisions, just like I said before, when they were taking like one Barbie at a time, brick by brick, you can find you and you can make decisions that are right for you and trust in your ability to do what's right for you so that you feel successful in your own life and you come home to yourself at the end of every day because you are your truest and longest home and I think that we all have improvements that we can be making in this regard but what types of things could you do or what would your future self look like if you started brick by brick dismantling your thoughts that are not really your thoughts. They're what other, whoever that is, is telling you to think and to be and to act like and to look like and what you're doing in the world and how you're speaking and how quiet you are, how loud you are, how much space you're taking up. Like literally everything is there's other voices in our heads. And what happens if we just listen to ours? And if even if you don't know what that looks like right now, um, small decisions like you know what I could really go for an ice cream and then getting the ice cream or you know I could really I just need to go to sleep I can't do this right now I just need that's your yes you are honoring yourself in every small moment that you make so there is no choosing yourself opportunity that is too small because you have to build that for yourself brick by brick in order to make that foundation strong enough to be unshakable because you really are unshakable. You just need to weed through all that debris that's made you feel otherwise throughout your life. <sighs> that's my take on the Barbie movie. Um, I'm sure I have more thoughts on it, but we would be here all day if we continued talking about these things. And that's pretty much what this entire podcast is about. So let's not get ahead of ourselves, shall we? I do want to say, if you are following me on the social media, which I'm assuming you are, if you are here, hi, love you for that. Thank you for being here. Uh, the Go Be Great Guided Journal. I got the sample copy. I am obsessed. I want to wear it on my body. I do have to make some more changes just because when it comes into print, you kind of see what needs to be shifted, which is to be expected. But I am still aiming for the end of August, beginning of September, so that you all can get your hands on it. It'll be on Amazon. You can prime that shit to your house. And there are 30 
I think 30, maybe a few more than 30 direct prompts. And then each day there'll be a date, a vibe check, just like we do here, an attitude of gratitude, um, uh, an opportunity for you to practice some daily gratitude. How were you great today? Because remember, great is in the small moments where you choose yourself. And then a prompt with a space to write. So there are about 30 different ones for that. And then I have 10 quotes that you can reflect on with the same template in the beginning. Everything has a vibe check, a attitude of gratitude and a moment when you were great so that you can like that's kind of a consistent thing throughout the whole journal and then at the very end I gave that same template at the top and then space for you to affirm that you deserve this time for yourself and to brain dump it out let it all out even the the good the bad the ugly and the downright dirty let it all out and those are some of the most cathartic journaling sessions so I wanted to give a little bit of everything Give it a sprinkle. Think of this like your guided journal casserole. Um, I wanted to make it accessible for everybody. And so that if you are a veteran journal writer, you can still find value in it. And also, if you are somebody who has never journaled a day in your life and this has felt like something that you could never do or you didn't know how to do it, then it also gives you a template and tools for you to start having those conversations with yourself. So... Thank you so much for being here. Please let me know your thoughts on this episode and your experience with watching the Barbie movie and what it did for you because I know it it's the message is so wide that I know that it affects people so differently and I think that that's where its power is held because everyone can resonate with it. So let me know. Lube up, slide into those DMs, email me at gobegreatpod at gmail.com and thank you for being here and just know that even when it feels like you're just doing the small steps, brick by brick, babe, you got this. Shake your ass. Go be great.